Hey everyone, I welcome you all to the next episode of Wonder Bind and I'm your host PJ. You know, in the previous episodes, we have been learning a lot on marketing, hiring, leadership. There's a lot we've been learning. And today's episode focuses mainly on marketing. So whoever thinks on improvising their startup in terms of marketing by TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, I think this episode is going to be so useful for them. Let's get our head around the story. Consider we are planning a trip. When we plan a trip, we start booking our tickets, hotel reservation, adventure places to visit and booking a ticket with the adventure places. You know, going through all these steps, what we typically do is we compare prices of airplane tickets, hotels and the trips that have been organized by any tour association. But what if there exists something like this for food? I feel like we don't have anything for food so far where we get to compare the prices of restaurants to the restaurants based on even the quality. Easily is one such initiative. It helps people to have a more efficient life by helping them make a better purchase decision. So they help people save time and money every time they order online. Let's learn more about Easily from its founder Phil. And here is a quick intro about Phil to the listeners. Phil graduated from his bachelor's at the year 2017, but then before that he founded Phil Produce Equitable, which is a coffee industry. And then he founded Ibu, which is a travel necklace pillow company. Later on, after two years, he found it easily, which is nothing but a food price comparison application. So, hey Phil, I'm very pleased to welcome you to my show today. How's everything? Everything is good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and I'm very, I'm very, very happy to have you for sure. So our conversation today is more inclined towards leadership. And before starting, I just need to know what is this loop of creating companies close to every two years, like from a coffee company, then Ibu, mm-hmm. which is a travel necklace pillow company, and now Easily, which is pretty much like Travago and Kayak, but for online food orders. So mm-hmm. walk us through it. Yeah, good question. I mean, it started um, eight years ago. I had my first uh, business experience as a um, franchisee for College Pro, which is a painting uh, company for students. Um, so I had to hire my first employees, go knock door to door in the winter at minus 40 degrees to sell some painting uh, contracts for the summer. And um, this, I did this for a full year. And uh, actually, it didn't work out as I planned. Um, I didn't lose any money, but I didn't make any money. But after having this experience, I um, I wanted to develop something that would belong to me, and I wouldn't have to pay you know commission on every sales, and basically not be a franchisee. And at the same time, my brother, who's two years younger than me, also had the um, same uh, painting experience at the same time as me. So we're discussing and we're thinking, okay, what could we actually um, develop as a company together and really make it our own? So at first, we had no idea what we wanted to start. We knew we wanted to start a company, but we didn't know what it would be and even where to start. 
And we did some research and it always came up with the fact that you need to solve a problem. So we started really be being aware of what was going on in our everyday life. And we had about, I think, 30 ideas of on our board of ideas that we called. Oh. And it was just like problem solving. Okay. So, um, for example, I remember one, this, yeah, it's been a long time ago, but one was to go and, um, offer a residential uh, service to pick up the empty cans, like let's say of beer or of uh, Coke or whatever. Um, so you don't have to go directly to the supermarket to, um, to go and uh, drop them yourself. So that was kind of one of the ideas as an example. But how we got the travel pill business is actually our father who came back from Mexico and he told us, guys, I had the worst trip of my life. I was looking around me. I had the worst time of my life. And everyone had the same problem, which was to find a comfortable position to sleep. And we're like, okay, you know, this could actually be something that uh, that we could solve because we also experienced this problem. And one thing that really works well in business is that when you want to solve a problem that you you have and that you feel can make a difference for yourself or your life, um, it's really a good place to start, right? Because you, well, you can understand that other people yeah. might um, have this problem. Um, so that's how you travels yeah. in a plane actually have this problem, even mm -hmm. like the regular neck rest that you have doesn't give you the comfortable position. I've suffered a lot. Like <laughs> it, it is so much pain in the neck. And I was always looking for something very much comfortable to sleep. And when I looked at this one, I was like so much fascinated. This is the one that I'm going to get for my next trip for sure. Yeah, thanks. And that's exactly what we wanted to solve. You know, the problem of your head always falling down um, and actually allowing you to sleep. So that's how we started. Um, we found a designer. Um, then we worked with her for about a year and a half, finalized the prototype. I went to China when I was, uh, I think, 22 years old at the time. I was studying in the UK at this time for exchange program. And so I left from um, from my apartment. I went to China for two weeks met with different suppliers, came back, confirmed the suppliers. And then we um, we ordered a first batch of our product. And things were going slow at the at the start, but we went on a Dragon's Den, like Eux du Dragon, which is the Star Shark yeah. Tank version of Quebec. And then our sales really blew up. Um, so we surfed on this way for a couple of months. After that, I uh, actually, um, during this time, um, and just, I uh, forgot to mention because you mentioned the coffee, uh, company. The coffee company was actually before this travel pillow, uh, experience. Yeah. It was actually when I wanted to sell my, uh, painting services, uh, door to door. I was like, okay, so I'm not even making any money right now. I'm only going to make money in the summer. What could I actually do to make money right now when I'm going door to door? So I said, why not sell coffee? So I was going door to door trying to sell my coffee at the same time of selling painting services. Terrible thing to do. We never mix two businesses that have nothing related to. So I learned this and uh, <laughs> I learned this experience, but the coffee was a terrible business. Uh, but anyway, I learned from that. Uh, but going back to the um, to the Dragon's Den. So after this uh, apparition on, um, on TV, we started to have a lot of eyeballs and the orders started to get in. Um, so I went to China a couple of times to meet with our suppliers, work on the product. And uh, I moved to China actually in the end of 2019 to work with our suppliers closely and develop the Chinese market. But three weeks after I arrived, the pandemic started. 
Um, so it kind of changed all our plans. So we started selling some PPE products, like some mask and uh, other products like this to help us actually keep our head uh, above the water. And during the summer of 2020, my girlfriend and I, we decided we wanted to come to Canada for the long term related to the quality of life for our, our uh, family future. So I told myself, what, you know, could I actually bring back to the Western world based on the experience I had mostly related to technology? Because in China, the technology is so part of uh, everyone's life in a, in a sense that everything needs to be extremely efficient, whether it's to pay for your, when you take the metro, you just scan with your, with your cell phone. Uh, when you go to the, the store, you just pay with your phone. No one carries a wallet, for example. And when you order something, whether it's food or grocery, everything is delivered extremely fast. So I said, okay, why not develop a platform that would be similar to Uber and DoorDash, where you could order everything in 30 minutes, started to do my research, find out there were too many competitors, but no solution to compare all those different services. So that's really how the idea started. To really, you know, give the power to the user by bringing transparency in the market and helping them make better buying decisions by having the necessary data to do so. That's so cool. Like finding out what's missing gives the new idea the shape. So, you know, when you said you, you started your idea, you have been into a multivariate business from coffee, then make rest. As you told, all of a sudden you have been into like a, a comparison market. So, but mm -hmm. all of them together falls under the well-being or mindfulness, which is related to kind of health. What has had a very tremendous effect on you that pushed you, that made you to kick off from leading a normal life? Uh, well, you know, I think the, there's also this pain of um, actually I'm scared of having regrets right when I get older. And I feel that the regrets come with the things that you don't do. Right. So I know that if I want to minimize the regrets I have, I need to take the risk and take actions today to make sure that I don't look back and tell myself, oh, I should have done this. And the things I do is things are these are the things I really believe in. I really believe they can, you know, improve my life and other people's life as well. So everything I do is it has never been about money. Money, I feel, is the result of actually the value you bring to, to your user, your customers, or to the market. But it has always been a sense of, you know, developing something that people will actually want and will make a difference in their life. And uh, that's that's what drove me, making sure that, you know, I even if it fails, at least I tried so I don't have any regrets uh, moving forward. So what age did you start thinking about not having regrets? Uh a young age, actually, because when I was um, younger, uh, tennis was a big part of my life. After that, uh, I moved on to skiing. I studied in the U.S. for, for skiing. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the students that was with me actually won the X game three times, um, you know, during his career. And um, like uh, when I arrived at this school, I realized I didn't have the um, the skill set I wanted to really become the highest level I wanted as a skier. And then I started to look back and I was like, oh, maybe if I had done this before or this, maybe I could have reached this level. Uh, but this has always stuck with me in the sense that, you know, my dream of becoming a professional athlete could not happen as I wanted to be. So it stuck with me in the sense that 
this is not something I want to happen in business by thinking, oh, if I tried this, maybe I would be there at the moment, or maybe this would have happened. Um, so that's, you know, it, it really came down from, came back from the, my athlete, um, career short that's career great, that's great. so yeah. i couldn't agree more with what you have said at the first like you i don't want to have regret after years not being there in the position that i want even i started to think to get into entrepreneurship to not have regrets even going to a nine to five is a good thing but that's not the place where i want to be doing the same job again and again that's not gonna happen after like 10 years or 20 years, I should not look back and not have regrets at all. That's the worst thing you can ever do. Living for others is easy and living for yourself is very, very hard. And mm. I just agree with the point that you have told me definitely. And when you start thinking of an idea, it is very pretty impressive but for yourself. But when you just try to dig deeper into it, you kind of get to a broad spectra that what you need exactly to get there at the first place. This perspective of doubts just jumps right in front of you from nowhere when you step, when you take your first step forward. So mm. what was it all to you, these doubts? How did you handle them? Uh, I think that overthinking is just going to kill your momentum. You know, you just need to be naive and just go and, you know, try it. Because if you start thinking about the risk, the financial, the time is going to take, um, most people are not going to take this risk. So if you feel that you have, you know, idea that you really believe in, that you want the world to see and that, you know, can benefit from it, I think that you need to, of course, be strategic, strategic about it. But, you know, don't look, okay, this is the top of the mountain and this is all the, the work I need to do. Just go step by step. Think, okay, this is where I want to be, but what can I do today to make a first step to get closer to this because it's just the small work that you do every single day that is going to get you closer it's not by doing you know big things to get closer fast is actually going to get you there slower mm -hmm. so it's just you know seeing where you want to go and just after that separate it by small pieces and be like okay this is what i can do today to get me closer tomorrow i can do this and you're just going to improve and move forward from day to day that's that's cool but at sometimes like there occurs a lot of doubt for example i don't know at what time i should look for investment i don't know at what time i should start mm -hmm. hiring i don't know at what time i should push my business into a marketing i there are like a lot of things that is related to business that occurs how much do you think having a mentor or a person who's more experienced in that field to have you by your side uh to be honest, I didn't really have any mentor so far. I have like a few friends that help me that do recommendation, uh, but I don't have any mentor that tells me, oh, Phil, this is what I've done. This is what you should do. I learned by myself, you know, so it all it goes mostly with intuition. Um, and I would say my best friend is YouTube. So when there's something I don't know, or I'm not sure what to do, I go to YouTube, I ask, you know, uh, how to approach a supplier, how to uh, negotiate with a billion dollar company. You know, there's so many things you can learn from YouTube that it kind of goes with the flow in the sense that you arrive at a certain point that you're like, okay, I need this. But a month before that, you didn't know you need this, right? So you need to be really flexible 
And there's always going to be doubts, but um, I think that being having access to the information you need is going to give you enough confidence to go over those doubts. That's that's cool. Uh, the the thing that you have told at the start, like you have worked in design for about four to five years for the Necrest company, and then you have to go to the manufacturer. It took actually a lot of time than it has to, but the patience that you need is more when you start people just thinks like okay i want to reach there like steadfast no lagging nothing how is it how did you handle like okay this is going very slow and you i'm getting frustrated how did you handle those tensions in between yeah good question um you know there's a uh, one channel on youtube i really like it's called vanutainment and um the the host on this channel always says he says this often actually his name is Patrick, but David, he said, you need to be aggressively patient. So it means that you always need to do a maximum every day, but you need to be patient because the results only going to come in months, maybe years from now. Mm -hmm. So by having this mentality of, you know, what's the maximum I can do today? This is, this gives you a sense of control. And it also increases your patience in a sense that you cannot expect to have, you know, big results at the beginning especially when it's your first business you have no idea what you're doing um it's about learning and uh, it's about the journey in itself but you know patience comes with the actions that you take in the sense that if you don't take any actions um there's not gonna nothing's gonna progress but when you take some actions even if they're just small ones you see the progression and by seeing the progression it gives momentum and this momentum also increases your patience so it's really about staying focused on the long-term goal, but knowing that it's going to take a while and it's going to take years to get there. So you really need to enjoy what you do. And if you do, it's going to help you go through uh, through these hard times. Great. So leadership on the first hand is a basic quality that every entrepreneur or a CEO should hold. It, it just influences people and guides people to make the right choices. Taking responsibility is also a leadership, whether something goes right or wrong. There are a lot of things to count in being a leader. You know, as a company CEO, you have a lot of aggregate tasks. They're like you have to do multitasking. You have to bring in most leverage and you add the most value to the company compared to your employers. What were the important decisions you have made as a leader of your organization? Because um, one wrong decision can put you exactly on the other side of a table where you have to start answering other people. So mm -hmm. how is it? Um, I think this is about finding people that are better than you and what they do, right? So for example, I'm not a developer. My three co-founders are developers. Uh, I was really lucky to find them. Um, and it's also about intuition and, and with guts, you know, like, do you feel this is person is a good, is a good fit. And the way I hire people is really fast, but I also fire really fast because one platform I really like is uh, Fiverr. So if you know about Fiverr, yeah, there's yeah. an influencer. So people that I hire, they already supposed to be professional and what they do. Yeah. So I give them a small task. First of all, I look how fast they answer how fast it can deliver the work and the quality of work. If it doesn't meet my criteria, too bad we don't continue working together. If they pass the first test, then I give them a bigger task and so on until I trust them. And this can take between one week to one month, depending yep. on who I work with. 
So it all comes down to having the right people from the start and it makes your job a lot easier in the future. And everyone that works on our team, um, you know, they believe in the long-term vision and everyone is available to answer calls or messages 24-7. You know, this is what is needed to have, you know, a solid business on the, on the long-term. I'm saying, you know, as a startup, you need to be extremely flexible and having people that understand that, you know, they need to be available every time you need them is a really good asset to have. But is it possible to have people working for you anytime you need? Uh, people considering to work in uh, high profile companies, they have this nine to five, it's done. Mm -hmm. Whereas in startup, you have to do a lot of tasks. You have mm -hmm. to put a lot of hats on yourself, uh, being as a marketer, or you're going you're gonna to handle everything on marketing. So how do you think like you make people to understand what you need and stay make them stay at that position i think the number one is be nice just be nice with people um you know I'm, i don't tell people i go do this and that's it you know the i talk to them like i talk to my friends and uh, i think that having this mutual respect really helps to get the best out of people and they also trust you on the long term but um yeah i think that just being nice is what helps people to be nice in return simple like that okay mm -hmm. so creative thinking is the important part of any company because more companies come with a similar idea but what makes you different is your creative thinking how do you increase creative thinking in your organization like where do you get the, where does the great ideas come from um it, it comes from analyzing, um, from being aware of our users' demand, the market itself, um, having open eyes, actually, you know, brainstorming, discuss, discussing about specific topics and ideas. It doesn't just come out like from nowhere, you know, it's usually a work in progress, just like the new feature we launched where we on easily.quebec where we allow our user to enter the grocery shopping list. And based on the products they selected, we find the cheapest grocery store for them. So this as an example, we didn't, when we started easily, we wanted to bring this comparison feature in different industry, including grocery. But at first we were only focused on grocery delivery. And then we were like, uh, by having discussion and sometimes it comes with friends that are not even part of the company. Right. But uh, having this different perspectives helps have a basic idea um, to actually flourish and become something that you didn't even think by yourself. Um, you know, so by having those discussions and really talking about an idea and going deeper and deeper, the idea gets actually better in a sense. So once you have something, continue talking about it and it's just going to improve on the long term. Got it. So. There is the core value, the mission and the vision that we have before starting up the company. As time goes on, certain things changes too. So how do you pass this core value mission vision to your employees or investors? Because their work is what defines the company. As a leader, it's always your prime duty to pass it to the people they should understand. So how do you do it? Um, it's really part of the, the culture itself of how we work right so all our team is remote um we started the team um you know when we were uh during covid in 2020 
And um, it's since the beginning, everyone that joins the team, we all follow the same principles, right? Everyone needs to be transparent with everyone. Everyone is available 24-7 for if there's something urgent, um, you know, and everyone creates extremely, you know, the best quality of work they can do. They don't just create work to, to create work. They create work because they believe in what we're building, right? So by having those um you know the, by having this culture in place right from the start it sets a, a standard for everything that comes afterwards in terms of work in terms of communication and this helps us um actually outside of the business as well so if i have let's say our seo manager that needs to talk with the blog publisher he keeps the same the same habits that he's that he developed working you know with the team and it just reflects in, you know, everything we do in the business. What we want is to create, you know, the best thing, the best products and the best service we can. And um, having the people that actually give their best every day on developing this is uh, how we actually be able to, yeah, to, to create the best possible thing that we're able to do. And what do you value the most? Is it the vision or the mission or the core value? Um, I would say it's um, the difference that we we feel we're making. You know, we feel that what we're building, the world needs the the world needs this, and uh, it doesn't exist. And um, we believe it's going to make a big difference. And this is really a big purpose for us to work on something that we know is going to, you know, improve the world. It's going to improve people's life. Um, and it doesn't exist. This is a big big fire for for all of us. So do you set aside some specific time to cast your vision to your employees? It's not a one-man thing when your business is in an early stage. So everyone should pull the card together in order to move a step forward. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, at the beginning, when someone uh, joins the team, uh, we have a call together where I explain exactly, you know, where we are, what uh, what we plan on doing, where we're going with this and what the business is going to be in 10, 20 years from now. Um, and when we have just like weekly meetings, let's say with my co-founders, um, I, I like to just mention, okay, guys, you know, this is what we're, where we're at at the moment. This is the next step. And just say, okay, this is going to be our next five moves, for example. Right. So they say, okay, this is what's coming next. And because we remember this is where we're going. Right. So you don't need to necessarily always say, okay, this is where we want to be in 20 years every, you know, every day of the week. But you want to show where the you know you actually want to show progress, ideally on a daily daily basis to your team, so they know okay we're moving forward, we're getting closer to our objective, whatever your your business is. But being able to show the progress ideally on a daily basis to your team is going to keep them fired up. And um, you know once a week you can tell them just remind them okay guys you know we got this progress to uh, this week we're getting closer to where we want to be let's say uh, for our quarterly uh, objective and um, you know but just showing progress is gonna give momentum to uh, to everyone. What one character do you believe is very very important for every business leader? Um. Well, it's hard to say just one, but I will say that uh, I have many in my mind. Um, transparency, conviction, um, and belief. I think actually belief is the the strongest one.
for uh, for me. I have this question long in my mind, digging deeper. Like when you close your coffee company, there are employers working in it, and all of a sudden, if you have to close, they are just laid off. Mm-hmm. How does that make you feel as a you know leader of a company? You hold everything, and suddenly you're just leaving them off. It creates something inside you. It could be like, okay, have we did we do something wrong? Is mm-hmm. it what we shouldn't have done? It just starts a depression in you that gets you lower, lower, lower. How do you, how did you handle it? Yeah, well, the coffee one was I was by myself on this one, so it's not too big. But uh, for example, in the past year, I had to let some people go, um, and I mean it's never a good feeling, right? But um, I don't do this, you know, for for fun or anything. I do this because it has to be done, yeah. and it's part of the job, right? So. If someone, you know, cannot be part of the team anymore, it's sad, but it it has to be like this. And, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's part of it in the sense that you, you don't always do things that you enjoy doing, whether it's for, if you're an athlete, whether you're a musician, you know, there's some things that you, you really love, you know, the, the sport or the instrument that you play, but there's some things outside of it that you don't like. Um, and some part of it, and this is one part of it that I don't know anyone who likes doing it, but you know, it's, it's part of the job. So we just need to go over it and look again, the long-term, uh, because if you're focused on the long-term, those small decisions, yes, it's going to hurt, but just for, you know, a couple of days, maybe weeks maximum. And when you lay off people, there creates, uh, there exists a void in the office. Like, okay, people are getting laid off. There could be something wrong in the organization. What's happening? These are again a challenge for the CEO of a company because he has to say what has happened. Being an early stage, it's it's a challenge. So, mm-hmm. what other things you see as a challenge in today's leaders' space? Um, well, if you don't create quality work um you know um, you're not going to be part of our team for long term so people know this so they know that if they don't create good work and they don't meet the expectation they're not going to be with us for a long time so people that create good work they don't have any stress they don't have to worry about anything mm-hmm. right because this is the standard we put yeah. so if you don't meet those standards well you might not be with us for a long term so it's about creating those standards and, um, you know, as I said at the beginning, this culture is going to take care of itself and people that don't fit in it are just going to not stay a long time with us. What is the one mistake you see that most of the CEOs or the leaders today make frequently? Mm, this is a good question. I would say a mistake, um, to be honest, uh, it's hard to answer because every business is different. Everyone has different situation. Um, so I can speak as a personal personal um, aspect of it. Um, for me, I think that, you know, I, sometimes I try to things to move too fast and um, it can get us in some uh, challenging situation. And um, because I want this thing to move really, really fast. And, um, you know, I cannot wait to have, you know, something that um, can really grow um, in, you know, not just other cities, but uh, other provinces, even other countries. And I want this to be tomorrow, right? But I know it cannot happen. So, um, yeah, I think, 
you know, it's a, it's a mix of be understanding that you need to be aggressively patient and sometimes, you know, making more strateg strategic and logical emotion uh, decision more than emotional one, emotional one. Um, so yeah, I would say that to answer directly, uh, sometimes the, my decision can be more emotional than they should be actually, they should be more logical. And, um, I'm, I'm sure other CEO also have this, uh, um this this challenge sometimes but yeah for me that's that can be uh, something challenging sometimes what one mistake you have made that you realize later on and you corrected it from your previous companies <laughs> going out of running out of money <laughs> that's uh, that's the worst one that can happen uh so yeah i learned from this one and um yeah so now i'm really more careful on the, you know how i invest every dollar that i put in the business because um, it's a terrible situation to be in when you don't have any money to uh, to pay your team members. Lucky for me, they still um, you know hung with it, and uh, they were we were able to pass through to this art phase. But uh, yeah, it's a terrible situation to to be in. So bringing a leverage like a complete cash flow into a business could take a long time. Like preferably, how many years will it take? to get in a proper cash flow into startups because when people jump into startup they think like okay i'm, I'm just gonna start next step next step next step and i'm gonna get in a lot of investor then the money is gonna flow in but that's not the reality it mm -hmm. really sucks and uh, i just want to know like how long typically does it takes to expect a steady cash flow not a profit just a steady cash flow to pay your team members or the people you hire well, it really depends on the business. For a tech startup like us, uh, it can take years, right? But for someone that wants to, let's say, um, build uh, like wooden, um, like wooden tools made by hand that you could sell on the street, you can start to make a profit today, yeah. right? So it all depends on, well, the investment that is needed from the start. If it's something that you can start doing by yourself today and that you just need a few tools, you can start to make a profit right away. All you need is clients, right? Um, so it's it's hard to answer a specific question um, directly because uh, every business is different. But what you can do actually is analyze, okay, this is the kind of investment um, I, I'm going to need. And this is how long I can expect before I can have you know enough revenues to, to generate a profit. But even then, you know, it's it's really hard because you never know what's going to happen. There's all th always things that happen that you didn't plan, uh, but it's part of the game. So as long as you enjoy the game, you know, it's uh, it's a fun time. So is there a position, like a situation where you feel like you lacked a skill or an experience that have mm -hmm. made you feel less effective than you deserve? All the time. All the time. This is this is why uh, YouTube is my best friend in this regard, uh, because there are so many things I, I don't know that um, you know I always want to improve, and to improve I need to have you know a tool for that. So YouTube is the really awesome tool tool to to help me accomplish that. But there are so many things like that happen in you know, in my daily life, I'm like, oh, how should I do this? Or, you know, how, how would I manage this? If something happens, you know, there's so many things that can happen every day. 
um, that you know the expertise builds up a long time. But still, to this day, there are thousands of things that I'm really not good at it, and I need to improve. But it just comes. It just comes with it. So, what roles you think are very important to start a company? Like, for example, it's necessary to have a marketing team at the start. It's necessary to have a finance team at the start. Everybody has a dis- different perspective, but uh, normally it starts with two person, the founder and the co-founder, and then the next step they have to start hiring people. So, what roles are very important to start hiring at first? Ideally, you have co-founders that have complementary skills. Whether one is in tech, the other is can be, you know, the sales guy. Um, but you don't want to have people that have the same the same skill set. The other thing is that when you reach a certain um, cer- certain level of, level of work and you feel that you cannot do everything by yourself, then it's time to look for someone that can help you. you don't need to hire full time. It can it can be you know with small jobs day-to-day tasks that anyone without, you know, with just a small training can do uh, and you go step by step. But one thing that really helped me is the task that, you know, can be done by anyone else um, because they don't need a lot of, of knowledge and it's just like repetitive tasks. This I always, um, you know, I always find someone to to do those for, for me. And the other thing is tasks that are more complex that I can do by myself, like coding, then I find the right people to do so. So it's going to go as, you know, it progress, but uh, you always want to find people that, you know, have the skill set that you don't have. And if it's repetitive tasks tasks that you can, you know, delegate Mm -hmm. and that you can work on something that is more valuable, this is um, really worth it. Social media, we're talking about it a lot, especially YouTube, but social media has like the most negative effect in most of the people, you know, you have FB, Instagram, Twitter, they're just bombarding you with a lot of information and it makes our attention span very low. You just look at this, suddenly you just jump to the other one, jump to the other one. You just forget what, why you have started there in the first place. But on the other hand, how much do you think social media and social networking has had a very much impact on your business, like in the positive side? Yeah. So, for I mean, for 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 us, it's been incredible with with TikTok, especially TikTok is just so powerful tool for business. Um, you know, you just need to be able to to understand how to use it the right way. Um, so TikTok has been incredible. Uh, we have two accounts, one in English that uh, we launched about a year ago has 16,000 followers. And with this with this objective was really to, um, because I was the one posting, I had some help at the beginning, uh, but after that, I took I took over the, the account. But my objective was for one year to post at least one video uh, per day on TikTok. And I ended up posting over 700. And what it really taught me is what kind of video work and which one don't work. Um, so with ha- with this knowledge, I launched a new account uh, in French for the Quebec province where uh, it's completely different to the English one where we do food hacks and we compare um, food together to see which one is better. Mm-hmm. Now for the Quebec one, it was for our new feature of comparing grocery store products and I posted a first video. It was, I think, the 14th of August. And in 24 hours, we already had 8,000 followers. Wow. Just with one single video. 
but it came from all the past work I did, you know, creating a lot of videos uh, in the past. And now fast forward one month, we have over 26,000 followers all organically That's in just awesome. one month. And what what is really cool with that is that when we launched our uh, first version of our of our comparison feature for grocery, which was about a year, uh, a week and a half ago, we already had 100 orders in one week just coming from TikTok. So TikTok is incredibly powerful and actually started to help businesses uh, position themselves on TikTok to help us fund the business actually <laughs> so we can move forward. Uh, but I'm really happy I got this skill set because it's incredibly powerful. And I mean, we got just in one year over 15 million views all organically. We didn't do one single ad. Uh, so our name is out there. And with the new page we launched, we actually able to convert, you know, followers into uh, into customers all free of charge, you know, so this is incredible. Uh, but for the other platform, uh, we didn't even get close to the success we had on TikTok because we don't do any ads, you know, mm -hmm. everything is organically. There's a budget aspect of it, but also that, uh, you know, we feel that we need to make sure we have market fit before we even invest a dollar into publicity. Uh, we feel we're not there yet, so we're all about you know building a community, engaging with the with our community uh, all organically. Once we feel that uh, we have market fit, we're gonna move forward with ads. Um, so yeah, to develop a community is just yeah, TikTok is incredible. Yeah. So as you have said these things, I've just learned that the best quality of being a leader is having a self discipline, which is like. When you have to post for a day, you just you just don't take it lame and just leave it. Okay, we'll do it tomorrow. No, you just made it for the day. And every single day you learn something from that. I yep. think that is the best quality that every leader should possess. And mm -hmm. most people lack in that. And just they give up on the idea slowly, slowly, slowly. I think yep. I, I should take inspiration from that point of view from you. Totally, and but that's a really good point because discipline is, you know, incredibly important. And I know that many people will look at um, whether it's YouTube or TikTok videos saying, okay, you need to wake up, let's say early, you need to do this, this, this and that. Um, it won't work if you start, if you try to do everything uh, at the same time. As an example, for me, I've been doing meditation every single day for five years, right? And after that, I started to add also my training and then I added reading. So it's step by step, right? So you want to start because developing a, a new habit is hard. So you want to go step by step. You don't want to start, you know, reading, going to the gym and, um, you know, I don't know, watching a podcast every day, right? From the start, you want to go, okay, I'm going to start with the gym. I'm going to do this for two, three months. Then when you really feel it's part of your routine, then you add something else, right? So you go step by step instead of trying to be like, oh, this is what successful people do. This is what I need to do as well. Everyone's different. You know, no single formula is going to work for everyone. What you need to do is, you know, see what you can fit inside your day that is going to improve your everyday life and is going to get you closer to your objective, but going step by step, right? So if you know that you want to start reading every day, do it, you know, start with, let's say, 10 pages and then after that, 15 and 20 and so on, right? But it's really about discipline, but discipline comes from routine. So having the right routine is uh, really going to help you because we're all creatures yeah. of habits, right? So having the right habits 
and it's going to help you because at a certain point you don't even think of doing those these are just habits so this is why i wake up i meditate i don't even think about it you know so it's just like part of what i do on a daily basis so when you get to this stage after that it makes your life a lot easier to have self-discipline for the routine part i'm guilty as of anyone because I try, I'm trying to fit in meditation into my schedule as my daily routine. But someday I feel so lame. I just leave it out. But I'm just trying to fit in into my routine. Hopefully, like, I have to take it into my routine, as you said. Because self-discipline is what every human being should have. Not just a leader or an entrepreneur. It should be in everyone's life so that they mm-hmm. can figure out what they are doing. In so mm-hmm. my final question that I ask with every entrepreneur is, what is your view on passion and failure? Um, passion, well, it's, you know, passion can be seen in different ways. Uh, it can be seen as, you know, I'm passionate when I'm, have, I'm spending time with, with my girlfriend. Uh, I'm passionate when I'm working on my business. But if you want like a big, big P for passion, uh, I would say passion is something that, you know puts you in a in a position where you feel you're really enjoying what you're doing and you wouldn't want to do anything else right so just having this sense of really fulfillment and what you're doing at the moment Mm -hmm. and this can be seen in many different things that you do and the other one was failure Failure, um i mean definition of failure uh, if you don't try, you fail already. So I feel that people that don't try or, um, yeah, they, they already fail. And I feel that when you don't try something, uh, you're failing in the sense that you're going to have regrets in the future. And having regret for me is a sense of failure. Um, so yeah. Thank you so much for a lot of information. I see you as a reflection of myself today in the show. The way you talked about, you know, not thinking of money and solving common people's problem. And that was your true intention. All that on leadership, self-discipline, your mistake, doubts, all those things you have said today is a part of a leadership, uh, you know, quality, whatever you have said so far. So it's been a very great day. A lot of information stuff stuff to in this one heart and I feel there is a lot more like, like that people has to learn from you uh, and is there like anything you have to say to the listeners finally uh, I mean for everyone who's thinking of uh, going on business uh, starting a business um, you know don't don't be scared of, of trying it um, go for it learn YouTube, as I said, is a really good thing. If you don't know what to do, just go on YouTube, how to start a business. You're going to, you're going to find the information to do so. Um, but my suggestion is just do it. And if you fail, you fail, but at least you, you tried it, right? Because yep. you don't want to live, uh, with regrets, as I said. So just, you know, if you're thinking of starting it, just go for it. And you don't need to work 80 hours per week. You can just start with, you know, one hour per day or just one hour per week just so you start to developing your your mentality and you know understanding about the market and what you want to build uh, but go step by step but just take this first step just watch a youtube video how to start a business and you know it's going to help you go from there 
but that YouTube mentorship is something like I should take in and most should take in because mm-hmm. being at a point thinking like, okay, maybe someone should be there to help me push forward and mm-hmm. starting, you know, looking into YouTube, learning from there, you're just finding out the possible way to get in instead of finding a reason to stay back. That was very good. And I recommend everybody to take inspiration even from YouTube and Fiverr was one of the things. I just mm-hmm. love that idea of hiring people from there because you don't have to look at people's resume. You have people's complete profile over there. You go, you pick the one person right for you. You don't mm-hmm. take a pool of candidate and select from there. The idea of YouTube and Fiverr, I recommend everybody to go for it. And thank you so much, Phil, for being here on the show today. Thanks a lot. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much for the invite. Thanks to all the listeners who have been patiently listening to the episodes i hope the upcoming episodes is going to give you more and more information stay tuned you're listening to one and i'm your host pj mm-hmm.